Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Now we're available in audio, video, three and a half inch floppy carrier pigeon. That makes no sense if you're just listening to it. We're going to have to rename it. And today I'm joined by Alex Simmons. Hello. And Chris. Bonjour. (laughs) International, like it. Um, So we've not been so much this week at all, to be honest. There is something that I did last week. And I just wanted to talk about very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Television, 3D, but without glasses. You wouldn't be able to see it without glasses. Yeah, that was the problem. But seriously, so uh, I checked out 3D glasses-less, that's hard to say, television uh, last week, and it's actually quite good. Does it work? It does work. Uh, It's still... Does that not look just reality? Well, maybe, (laughs) but... But it's, like, so I saw, like, Avatar, I saw some gameplay footage on there of Call of Duty, uh, and it's basically a chip that kind of does it on the fly. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, it's better if... People go in and make it more what? 3D. What's you understand the technology? What, 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 what is the technology? Is it like 3DS technology? It's called Ultra D. Which sounds like a bra. Sounds like a bra, Alex. <laughs> How long did you watch it for? Uh, oh, not very long. Because always seems to be the, the big question with 3D is, is it going to give you a headache? Yeah, but the good thing about it is, is that um, it's a little bit like the 3DS in that you can change the depth of field. So you can have it like full on. And it looks, the 3D is so kind oh, of it's on a screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the battery runs out after 15 minutes. Or you can kind of set it back and have, because I prefer 3D that's a bit more subtle and a little bit sort of, you know, pick out at you rather than it's like so in your face. Yeah. So I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. Um, and it's coming out. So Toshiba have got a panel coming out. The panel's a uh, tech name for a screen, no. actually. What's, um, what's, <laughs> it, what, what's, your, what's your viewing angle like on that? What's very that? good, very good, good aspect ratio. Yeah, 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 good, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah good. pretty sexy. Good. Um, it, uh, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it is true. You it's can sit angle. and watch it from different angles. So if well. you really dislike your partner, you can sit on the opposite end of the room and you're absolutely fine? Uh, yes. Cool, awesome. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's coming out in uh, May. And it will cost two hundred thousand pounds. No, this Uh-oh. is the ridiculous thing. Is so the the, the panels themselves are four K, mm-hmm. but they're not displaying in four K. The reason they're four K is they because they're displaying uh, obviously multiple versions of the same image. Yeah. So you're still seeing it in ten eighty p. But it's going to be around two grand, which oh. considering that you know a lot of four K mm. TVs and it will display four K as well. Four uh, K TVs are you know, Sony ones is about three grand. I think you can get it for. So you know. Competitive pricing. So, have you seen the future then, Alex? Uh, well, I've always said that 3D is just not of interest to me unless I can not have to wear another pair of glasses. So, yeah. it's <laughs> definitely piqued my interest. Or stack them really deep. Yeah, exactly. um, so, as, as always, we start the show with news, news, yes. news, news, news. Chris, you have some absolutely terrible news about a terrible TV show coming back. Well, we were talking about TV, so let's talk about a new TV show. Uh, who here watched Heroes? I watched one episode. Me. How much of it did you watch? Um, I watched it until it became literally unwatchable. Which is when? Uh, when they cancelled it. Oh, so you watched it all the way through? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I thought it became... It's really a, bad. I gave up in the first season, which I know isn't so, fashionable because people like the first season. I... Th- 
The first season was really, really good because I think it came on the back of Smallville, which was a bit ropey in places, Monster of the Week, and you had this overarching storyline that was quite compelling. It was at university, didn't have anything else to do, mm. so just watched all the episodes at once. And the character of Hero, I think, a lot of people really, really liked in the first season. Mm. But then subsequent seasons were just abysmal. Mm. Like, the way the characters used to flip and flop, the morality would change between episodes. Silo was a bad guy, he was a good guy, he was a bad guy mm. again. It just became you know, it just became a complete car crash. Well, interestingly, um, Heroes wasn't supposed to have an overarching storyline. It was supposed to be separate seasons. Yeah. But because the first season was so popular with those characters, they went with it all the way through. Uh, it's getting a reboot. It's going to be called Heroes Reborn, and it's going to be a standalone season of 13 episodes. Okay. Um, it sounds like with all new characters. Right. Um, so basically, it's going to be a superhero TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So what makes it... Of which we've got a few now. It, it was kind of the only one at the time, apart yeah, from Smallville, yeah. like you say. But yeah. there's Arrow, um, there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then we've got the... Slew coming, isn't So there? the Netflix Marvel kind of quartet of shows, yeah. Daredevil being probably the most prominent of those. Um, so superheroes invading the small screen as well as the big screen. Yeah. So. And some old ones and some new ones because they've... But what's this mean? Like, even a bad show can come back. And also, not actually that long after it was kind no. of cancelled. It just feels a bit and, weird. And also, if it was like a... Say it was something like Firefly, so really well thought of in the years since it's been off TV. The name carries like heritage and weight and kind of a bit of prestige. But it's, Heroes is known as being quite bad. Yeah. It seems to have annoyed more people this news than it has actually made happy. Livid. Yeah. Um, certainly we, we got a conversation piece on, on the site between um, a couple of our guys who are coming from different ends of that argument. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they also said that some of the original characters will be cameoing and popping up. So I guess right. they're going to bring the cheerleader back, but... You can't bring the cheerleader back. What can you do? But yeah, we're. I think it's safe to say we're unexcited by that news. Oh, Good. Well. Good one to start the show off. Exactly. I've got um, more exciting news. So Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes is coming out okay. uh, next month in March. Now, originally it was going to be £40 if you wanted to buy the retail version of the uh, PS4 or Xbox 360, yep. version, sorry, Xbox One version of the game. It's got a £10 price cut. So it's now £29.99, which is exactly the same price if you buy it on digital download. Still £20 if you buy it on X360 or so PS3. So why has this happened? Well, it depends whether you're positive or cynical. Okay. Which, which response would you yeah, like first? Uh, positive. Positive. So it's just Kojima is such a lovely man. Generously. Yeah. He's thought, I've made too much money from these yep. games. And he's given something to back to the community. Back. I'm more cynical than okay. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Pre-orders are really, really low. I like how I'm on your shoulders here. <laughs> um, so, so the other kind of... It, it's had some negative criticism because it basically serves as a teaser for Phantom Pain, which okay. is the full fat Metal Gear experience. Isn't it? Yeah. So uh, initial kind of previews came out and said that it's two hours long. And yes, you can get from start to finish in two hours, but apparently there's a lot more in it than that. And uh, although we don't really know how it's going to work, a lot of the sort of decisions and choices you make in Grand Zeroes will have an impact in Phantom Pain. So it probably does pay to kind of replay. Um, but yeah. I think there's significant factors in here that we have to like address. One, Kojima Productions makes incredibly high quality, yes. brilliant... Games, Amazing with history, games. Yeah. incredible artists, incredible animators, incredible developers. So it will be worth the value of money. Like yeah. you, you're getting a, a premium product here. Why can't they charge that much? Yes, it might not. You know, if you went straight through it yeah. in two hours and wanted just to like take kind of the through road. Yeah. Yeah. 
you might assume that's expensive, but it's expensive to go to the cinema yeah. for two hours if you went with someone else. And this you can replay it. There's ways to explore it. I don't, it's, it's weird with video games. There's always been that kind of proposition value for money. Yeah. yeah. And video games usually have a lot of gameplay, but we're getting to an era where a, a two-hour, one-hour experience might be worth £20 because it was a small group of developers mm. who spent two years of their life making it, and that is worth paying for. Yeah. So I think we're going to encounter those arguments more and more. Because I also think, if you look at The Last of Us Left Behind, mm. that is eleven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I think, if you buy it. Uh, and if you play that from start to finish, I, I that's not two hours. I know somebody said it was yeah. two hours. I think it was nearer kind of three. Maybe even about, touching yeah. four if you take your time. But you're probably not going to return to that. After you've, yeah. That's all about the story. Once you know the story, that's it. But if there is a lot more to the game, then I just think... Fair enough. Two hours at the cinema costs twenty pounds these yeah. days. Well, that's it. I was yeah. going to take my daughter you get uh, to go and see uh, uh, the uh, what's it, Tinkerbell movie yeah. for the second time. Twenty-seven pounds, and it's over in seventy-four minutes. Wowza! There you go. Did you do it or not? No. 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 Oh, <laughs> that is, uh, it doesn't look <laughs> <laughs> it. Don't that much. It's like second time. It's like, come <laughs> well, on. you get a job. <laughs> what, what, anyway, price, what price would be right then for to bring your daughter well, it, joy for a second time? Uh, it's coming out on Blu-ray on the, <laughs> at the beginning of April, so I'll just wait. I'll catch you at McDonald's. You can wait. Yeah, exactly. Dan, right. have you got any news? Yeah, I've got a, a brilliant bit of news here. Um, Assassin's Creed Five probably is going to be announced soon, and we have a story on site on IGN saying that it's not going to be set in Japan. Where's it going to be set? Well, I can confirm it's also not going to be set in Digcock. Where's it going to be set? Dagenham. Don't ask them. Oh. It's going to be set in Jade Raymond's favourite historical era. If only we knew what that was. It, I really want it to be like mid-90s. Yeah, or we spoke about like 1960s, Carnaby Street with Austin Powers or something like that. Just <laughs> that would be good. The Beatles, George yeah. Best. And the assassin just getting snagged on chimneys with these like big flares. <laughs> That's good. So it kind of a, I kind of put it in because it's a silly story. It's not going to be in Japan. It's because everyone wanted like a samurai Assassin's Creed, so mm-hmm. a bit like Tenchu or something like that. I'd still like it in Victorian England. Yeah, I think it's what the last um, couple of show, showed was you don't need cities with lots of buildings in yeah. to make an Assassin's Creed game. For ages, when three was announced, we're like, what's he going to climb? A tree. And it turned out he did actually that climb it. a lot of trees. Well, um, that was disappointing, is that you'd go to the kind well, of. Well, after like Rome and Florence yeah. and Venice. And you'd, you'd go, okay, I'm going to find all the, the kind of eagle points and, and sink it. And you'd yeah. go, right, what have I got to climb up? And there's that tiny little sapling, and that's yeah. it. It's like. Oh. Is there any chance they could do it in York in the mid-1990s when I was at uni? Maybe. Because they've got the Minster there, you could climb the Minster. What's you the Minster? Be, you could go to the, the York, York Minster, it's the cathedral there. Oh, okay. You could go to Ziggy's and dance to the charlatans. Right. Like, it practically writes oh, itself. What about a consultant? <laughs> yeah, or in Edinburgh, and he's actually a heroin addict, and the first mission is running down Princes Street. Oh, they? that's good. Oh, good luck. could direct. <laughs> Um, so, though, if you want to contact us with any of those ideas and license them, we're always available. Mm-hmm. Can I just add one thing? Okay. Is it too soon for another Assassin's Creed? No, it's um, it's the next. It's the year after the last one came out. Exactly. So that's that's when they do it, Alex. It's in my eyes. That's too soon. Well, they've just announced there's going to be pretty much a, a new Spider-Man movie every year now. <laughs> Until you a die. A movie, a Sinister Six movie, a Spider-Man movie every single year. Surely you're going to get to the point where it's like, I do not care. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think well, they're yeah. killing their cash cow. This, well, as soon as it stops making money, of course that's when it'll stop. <laughs> Until then, happy but, days. Because obviously Assassin's Creed 4, 3 was a bit of a disappointment. 4, a bit of a return to form. 4, yeah. Great. But surely they can't keep that but consistency up year again, in, year out. Dispense with cynicism. Look at the positive. 4 was great. Everyone loved it. 
that's like that's kind of my yeah, nut it, angle. And but is it going to go? Uh, and I mean this in the nicest possible cool. sense. The Call of Duty is that you've got Ultimate. one off year and one good year. Although ironically, ended up being. But then that around. kind of dovetails in like the the weaker one, the weaker one becomes the stronger one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The master becomes the. Oh, I don't know. I just I don't need another. But you're not a big Assassin's Creed fan. I'm sure people who are. I'm loving at the idea of finding out what Jade Raymond's favourite historical period is. Yes. That, that to me is the most intriguing part <laughs> yeah, what of is the story. Like, and also when it comes out, everyone's going to judge it really harshly. Like, yeah. That's your favourite. We should do some investigative journalism. We could, should get in touch with his history teacher teacher. school. What was the curriculum in <laughs> Canada? <laughs> right, yeah. you did, in year six, you did e- Egypt. Everyone does Egypt. Yeah, to go through her school marks. I Where did she get an A? Oh, she e- loves it. In, um, in, in history, I had to make a pontoon out of a toilet roll when I was... When I was why? Still don't know to this day. Anyway, That's moving on. Pretty much dead air. Um, I've got one more story, and lucky old me, I've got another horrible story. Um, worse than the heroes one, I would say. How yeah. Ramis has died yeah. at the age of 69. Um, if Harold Ramis, if you don't know him, played Egon Spengler in the Ghostbusters movies. That's probably what he's best known for. Also a fantastic director. Yes, he right. directed... Three of my top ten comedies, I would say. Wow, wow. Or maybe, that's not a bad Maybe two of them, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. now. he's gone. He directed uh, Groundhog Day. Yep, great work movie. Work of genius. Absolute yep. work of genius. A perfect film, in my opinion. Um, he also directed National Lampoon's Vacation. That's a very good... Do you know what? I didn't know that he directed <laughs> yeah, that. No, he that is amazing. That's bloody funny. Yeah. That's the one where they go to Holy Wells. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, and he also directed Caddyshack. So which is the one that's kind of... Uh, vacation, Vacation's maybe top 20. Right, okay. Maybe top 20. Caddyshack's probably my favourite comedy, which is a yeah. ridiculous statement, but it's the one... <laughs> it's the film that makes me laugh the most. And my flatmate always finds it funny because he thinks it's a genuinely terrible film, not just bad, but yeah. terrible. But, yeah. man, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase and Ronnie Dangerfield in that, fu- in that film are <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, yeah, Harold Ramis has died at the age of 69, which is just... It was yeah, a real surprise to everyone. No yeah. one knew that he was, he was that ill. Um, it's a very rare condition as well. Yeah, well, I'd never even heard of it. No, it's, it's, it's still not very well understood at all, and there's a lot of research being done into it still. Mm. Um, I was just a huge Ghostbusters fan as a kid, and mm. I told you this story the other day. Yeah. And um, I went on a flight to Spain with my mum and dad, and it was like a two, three hour flight or something. And to keep me quiet throughout the duration of the flight, my mum had Ghostbusters figures in her hand luggage, and every half an hour she'd get me out a new one. And I just remember Egon always being, it was the last one. And um, I just was obsessed with the Ghostbusters. But yeah. it was the real Ghostbusters, so we had blonde ah. hair. Which was always weird, I thought, as yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. They, they gave him blonde hair in the cartoon. I guess, so, yeah, like, you would have been quite young, them. you wouldn't have... Yeah, Dan Aykroyd had ginger hair in the cartoon. Right. Disrespectful. One thing that gave me a lump in my throat yesterday, though, was I saw that uh, Barack Obama paid tribute to him, released a statement saying yeah. how sad he and his wife were. And at the end, he said, but we hope that he's received total consciousness, which is a joke from Caddyshack. Bill That's Murray's good. character. Right. Which is absolutely off his face, says that. So it's quite a, f- a weird yeah. thing. Did you see the picture say. as well that did the rounds on Reddit? And mm. it was a cartoon, a really yeah. nice cartoon, yeah. of the, the three remaining Ghostbusters looking at a trap, and out the trap was the ghost of yeah. Harold mm-hmm. Ramis. Yeah. And I thought it was really sweet, in a similar way to the picture of Kermit, which is the picture of Jim Henson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that'll probably mean that the, the long, the long rumoured Ghostbusters 3 won't happen. Yes. Or, either way, I kind of hope it doesn't now. I like, it shouldn't it's, it's happen. Not, it's, it's, not shouldn't right. it's not right. It's one of those things everyone wants, but actually no one would actually want. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but a film that everyone is very eager to see, we saw the trailer for it last night, and it was incredible. 
Um, it's Godzilla. Yeah, uh, the new trailer broke and it sent the internet into meltdown. Everyone seems to be going nuts yeah. over it. So yeah. let's just have a little brief glimpse of it and then we'll chat more and tell you what we thought. Yeah. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. Because what's really happening is right. that you're hiding Right, look at that. Well, it is all kicking off. Mm. It's just about to kick off. Obviously, it's about to. It's all going to kick off. Yeah. We're seeing some aftermath there. We should work on taglines. It's about to kick off Godzilla. Do you think? Yeah. Is that Reptile, the film? And, and there was a snippet of Brian Cranston. The one thing I was wondering, though, what's going to be bigger, Godzilla or Brian Cranston's performance? Because he's got, he's got <laughs> massive... <laughs> there you go. That's massive. just what I was wondering. You're always asking the big questions. <laughs> he's, he's gone massive in this one, though. Yeah. This isn't, he's, he seems to be manic from start to finish. Is it just going to throw it down? Is it going to be a scene where he just takes him on by himself? And just out acts Godzilla. Do you think like Pacific Rim? I think this is the most interesting thing about the trailer um, was the way that it kind of dovetails with the original Japanese movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the events of that still exist. So it's not a reboot. It's kind of interesting that the Japanese covered it up as this weird, um, maybe they're very ashamed of it or something like that. And they actually, all the Pacific nuclear testing in the 50s was an attempt to kill it. Well, that's yeah. a really interesting angle. So it's not just coming out of nowhere. It already exists. So, first question. If it existed in the 1940s, 50s, where has it been for all this time? Because mm. it is big. Yeah. Like, you can't hide that. Like, huge. Uh, am I supposed to answer that question? Mm. I don't know. Please. Well, we're, Alex, we're on the internet. internet. Please speculate wildly. Uh, I think it was probably lying down on its front and it looked like a mountain. And probably many people climbed <laughs> up it. <laughs> many people climbed up it. Just like Godzilla lying face down. Nobody yeah. has seen me. And then one day a rambler walked down its foot and tickled it. And that's when it stirred. It's a lovely story, Alex. <laughs> I hope it opens with an intro of you reading that to preface the movie. I think it's been in a warehouse in South Croydon. Do you? No. <laughs> it's Drew Pierce written this. <laughs> um, that looks amazing. What do you think? <laughs> what do I think? I think he's been dormant. Like all good horror monsters, down on his front. whether it's Stephen King's It's It or It's Dracula, monsters kind of go away, they fall asleep, and they come back to wreak revenge on the next generation. Yeah. And I reckon maybe they bombed him, he went to sleep at the bottom of the ocean, had a lovely little time with Spongebob, and now he's coming back. But it's, um, I think that's an interesting angle. What, your angle? Yeah, my angle. <laughs> okay. I just think it looks... Blooming insane. And yeah. I, I, I wasn't excited about it at all, but now I am completely pumped. You even emailed us all last night. I did. Excitement. Yeah, you yeah. was like, let's all go together. Um, let's go and watch it together. Can I say something to temper everyone's excitement? The you are full of negativity <laughs> today. No, but I've been, I've been here too many times before. Um, the trailer. <laughs> the trailer. Well, no, the trailer that for was the a great Roman film. The trailer. The, the trailer for the Roland Emmerich Godzilla film. There were a couple of trailers were absolutely brilliant. Some of the best trailers I've ever the trailers seen. Trailers are sleight of hand, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, and those films were not good. So let's just take a pause. Do you remember how good the trailers were for Pacific Rim last year? And did no, any of us really love that film? It's not bad, though. It's not the film I wanted it to be, though, based on those yeah. trailers. Um, it's not bad. What I think it's, it's not bad. What I think is interesting by, about some of that footage is there seems to be a lot of action sequences, some probably towards the end of the movie, where they're taking on Godzilla, 
and they're you don't even actually see Godzilla that much, even when they're taking him yeah. on. He's that huge. You can be fighting him and just see like a bit of um, arm or yeah. leg. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's almost that classic, I don't know, um, Jaws paradigm where it's scary if you don't see the monster. But with yeah. Godzilla, the thing is, he's so big, you have you to see him. him. Yeah. But yeah. by focusing on a small part of him, you're still not seeing him. Yeah. So you're kind of having your cake and eating mm. it. Well, I thought the cleverly the cleverly they did in Cloverfield is have the big monsters and the little small ones coming yeah. off him. Yeah, that was really smart. But yeah, no, we are. We're, it's safe to say we're excited. And it's out in May, is it? I believe so. I think it is. Yeah, like, I think so. Like way, way sooner than I thought it was. That's only three months away. I am excited. Yeah. Well, the day that this podcast drops um, on Friday, um, I'm also seeing. I should be seeing 20 minutes of footage from the film that I can ah. talk about. So that should be on the site that day, what they've shown us. And I think Gareth, uh, the director, might be in town as well to have a chat. So I hope you're a bit more positive to him. Of course I will be. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just not passing judgment <laughs> oh, until I've seen it. Trailer ever seen. Oh, come on, get excited. Um, right. This is something maybe to get excited about. It is the news that Microsoft is reducing the price of the Xbox One in the UK. This is not happening anywhere else in the world, just yep. in the UK right now. Not the minute. So it's gone down from four two nine ninety nine to just under four hundred pounds three nine nine yep. nine nine. And they're also doing a special Titanfall bundle where you get Titanfall in the box for that price. So you're effectively getting free Titanfall plus yeah. a thirty pound yep. price drop. And so how seventy much does Titanfall cost? Probably RRPs at like fifty, 50 quid. quid. Yeah. So kind of eighty quid. Eighty quid differential. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the the flip side of that is that it's still fifty pounds more than PlayStation Four. Yeah. But obviously so, you don't get a game with PS4. For yeah. So price. we want to talk about whether it is. Is now the right time to get an Xbox One if you don't already have one? Yeah. Is that price difference, that price drop, enough to convince you right now, plus Titanfall coming out? And especially, out? Chris, you're kind of uh, on the periphery, I guess, of kind mm. of gaming. I haven't know. bought one yet. No. Yeah. So... Of these two. Is it... Well, I'm, I'm kind of waiting until we have a winner. Are we likely to have a winner out what, of these two? What do you define a winner? Well, I, th- I felt like the, the Sony PlayStation was a winner. PlayStation 1. Yep. Uh... For me, the PS2 was as yep, well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and then, yeah, what is a winner? What well, is one? Is one of these going to take over and be in like seventy-five percent of homes, and the other one not? Well, so at the minute, the PlayStation Four has definitely got the lion's share. By it's probably about it's not quite two to one, but it's almost two to one. But you know that is obviously uh, getting the price cut, bringing it down to under four hundred pounds, packaging it with probably the best example of what a next-gen game is going to be is a good step towards that. Mm. Um, so, you know, I personally, I don't have an Xbox One, but I absolutely love the Titanfall beta having played it in the mm. office. And it excites me. I'd be like, do you know what? If I had 400 quid, I don't. I, think, I would definitely go and buy one. I think, I think that's a really appetising package. I yeah. think it would have absolutely cleaned up when the game, um, when the console first came out. Absolutely. If there was a £400 package at launch with yeah. a game included, yeah. I think that would have stood it in really good stead against the PS4 in the UK. Uh, I don't think it's too little too late. I think for me, the biggest glaring omission or the thing that kind of would put me off from leaping in and getting one right now is that £50 more expensive, that's yeah. fine, if all the other stuff that Xbox One should be able to do and it can do in the US, was available here in the UK. Yeah. And currently, right now, it isn't. And there's no timeline for when some of that stuff will be ready. So we're yeah. talking about the TV integration and all the kind of full roster of apps. Yeah, all of now, the non-gaming stuff. Yeah. I should Which say, was a big push for the launch. And oh. that's kind of key for me as well, being a, not a hardcore gamer. Yeah. I want all that other stuff to be working. And it, yeah. Alex, it wasn't even just 
big push for launch on the original announcement of the Xbox yeah, One. Exactly. And they got it's loads of, that. obviously they took loads of heat and flack from particularly IGN readers for yeah. that, because we were a games community. Yeah. But it was such central to the way that they announced the console to yeah. the world for that to be out three months later in the UK and still no visibility on what's going to be added yeah. is kind of a, a huge letdown, I think. Yeah, because interestingly, you interviewed the... Harvey um, Eagle, who is the UK Xbox marketing director, yeah. and I talked to him before the announcement was made about the price drop, and he was like, you know... We think that the console offers great value. He was really positive. It's the best Xbox launch in the UK ever. Um, and he said, you know, and he actually mentioned when I talked to him about the price difference, he said, strong entertainment offering. Yeah. And I kind of went back to him and said, well, that isn't quite there. And he, yeah. he kind of went, you, you're right, you're fair enough, he's right. But he, I think he's still talking about with a mindset of potential. Yeah. That he knows that the box has these capabilities. It has physical things on the box, like a HD, two HDMI, yeah, so you yeah, can yeah, put yeah. something yeah. in between yeah. that the PS4 doesn't have. So it has this inherent technological advantage. Is whether and when they can capitalise on it. Yeah. And it's just not there yet. Well, that's and that's the thing. Once Titanfall is gone, it's quite a quiet... Uh, run up for the next kind of few months. Yeah, and he's talking about you know these games being announced. Yeah. I think both um, Sony and Microsoft have got stuff in their pockets to make E3 a bit special. Absolutely, they're I talking think about see some really big games coming out. Couldn't they have gone the whole hog though and made it that little bit cheaper? With the game thrown in, have it at the same price, but with Titanfall. Like, would that not have been well, an amazing statement to, yeah. to lay your market like, down? If, if you want to take, uh, you know, market share, that's the way to do it. Actually, yeah. you can buy it from GameStop in the UK for three hundred and seventy pounds. Right, which is pretty, which is amazing. Yeah. But also, just you know, let's think of a slightly alternate parallel universe where Kinect didn't exist. Yeah, scratch off maybe another forty. Fifty pounds off yeah, that price, because that's and a good you, point. then you start going. Well, there's very little, and actually, that one has potentially all this extra TV stuff. I'm going to get that one. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Sony will follow suit now and drop the price of the PS4? Don't think they have to. They don't need to. No, uh, it's selling more than well enough right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some good games coming up, and you know, Xbox got some good games coming up. So I think. You know, they're in the dominant position. Interestingly, this time, last generation, it was the other way around. Xbox was in control, PlayStation came out late, they came out with a more expensive product, and they suffered as a result of it. Mm. So I think, you know, as far as PlayStation goes, it's, it's business as usual. They've also got things like uh, PlayStation Now coming up, so streaming games, all that kind of stuff. They've yeah. got a lot of things that's uh, in their kind of back pocket, but all geared towards the gamer, mm. as, as you said. Yeah. And, you know, the stuff that could appeal to you is the non-gaming stuff. But when Prices, is it going to happen? Yeah. When's it going to happen? And you know, when it launched in the UK, they had the kind. Of, something I think it would really appeal to you is the whole sports stuff. Yeah. If you, if you could have a tighter integration with the Premier League, you could be watching the game. But on the side, you could have Twitter showing you people watching the game, having other scores coming in. Yeah. It's almost like a bespoke kind of soccer Saturday yeah. experience. I think that would appeal to you, being yeah, a huge definitely. football fan. And that was on the adverts, but yeah. it's still not there. And it's yeah. like really hard, like. It's very easy for someone to get dupes and think, oh, that'll be there, and it's not yeah, there, yeah, out of the box. Yeah. So have we... I am going to continue to sit on the fence, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, think, I think it sounds like yeah. a really good deal, but until that, those other integrations are working... Yeah, I think if you are a big gamer, um, really excited about Titanfall, that kind of shot to or deal that's available through 370... GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. GameStop. That is quite appealing. Yeah. And I think that could make a difference. Yeah. Like, my advice, if you love Titanfall... Go and get it right now. Cool. Settled. 
So let's move on to uh, reader feedback. Mm. So and I think Mr. Krupa has a piece of feedback. Indeed. Uh, the first piece comes from James McCulloch. Um, hi guys, new listener. Um, anyway, uh, do you know if MLB 14 will be getting a UK release for PS4? So first question, why is MLB 14? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you that, but I just thought I'd read out the letters to you. No, um, we do. Um, yeah, Major League Baseball. Um, so this is a Sony game. I don't know whether it is off the top of my head getting a PS4 release date, but I know the people to ask. So I will do that after the show and we'll get you an answer next week, James. Yeah. I would say probably not. Also... Should we uh, save the email for next week? But I think <laughs> the other thing... <laughs> uh, as far out, as I'm aware, uh, PS4 games region, are region-free. Region so worst case... Import it at a Import it. price. Do you know what? I'm in uh, the US next week. I'll bring you back a copy. <laughs> he actually said that, so... And that is contractually blind, <laughs> binding. There you go. Uh, I've got an email from Alastair. I think it's Alastair, but it's uh, uh, a different <laughs> spelling. You're confusing me. Anyway, says, love the show uh, as an aspiring game journalist, but wondering, apart from experience in writing about films and games, what other advice would you give to me as an 18-year-old looking to get into the industry Your after studying like English? Very, make a very good cup of coffee. That's not true. <laughs> to this day, you've never made me a hot drink. Have you? Yes. I have. I almost used your phrase then, but I'm not going to say that live on there. I have indeed. Okay. Anyway, that's not, that's anyway. That's not a domestic <laughs> anyway, on anyway. the podcast. Okay. Unbelievable. So, uh, my advice is, well, you say it apart from writing about films and games, that's absolutely what you should be doing. And whether it's on your blog or... You know, however you can do it, yeah. right, right, right. But also... Make video. Yeah, don't just pigeonhole yourself into being this person that can write. Be a, uh, a presenter, or somebody who can talk expertly about all forms of yeah. entertainment different games, whatever. Media different well, media like, yeah. yeah. If you can present, if you can shoot, if you can edit, appear on podcasts, present... If you um, can do all that... Blog, you know, your own get, site, you understand know. social networks really well. Like, there's so much more to the job than we started out as just writers, Alex yep. and I. Like, we, we didn't sign up to, be, to present things like this and yep. appear on podcasts, but the way the industry is changing, you've just kind of got to adapt with it. So the more you can do, the more chance you've got, I think, because it makes you so much more employable. Yep. The other thing that I would absolutely say is find your own voice because a lot yes. of people are doing the same stuff already. So what is it about your take that is different that will get people hooked and interested in doing it? So Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I have an email from Stephen Robinson who says, Hi guys, heard you talking about Avatar last week. My uncle works at the studio in LA where they are filming a lot of the green screen and doing most of the post-production for Avatar 2 and 3. He said they plan to be there for five years or so. That's the initial plan anyway. Um, as part of the delay, they installed loads of solar panels on the roof as Cameron was very keen on trying to keep it carbon neutral. Interesting stuff. Well, if you want to keep it carbon neutral, just get a script locked in place and the financing so you're not just keeping everyone on the staff for three years. What I would... Keeping them there for five years? <laughs> well, no, they'll be making the movies for no, some I, of that time. No, I know that. I know that. They're not, just they're not, they're not locked in. F5, what's on the internet today? Um, but, yeah, well, no, it takes a lot. I mean, Avatar was three or four years in... In the making, and this well one's this is, two, this is two movies. So um, we talk about Avatar a lot on this podcast. Oh, good God, <laughs> I don't even. Over time, I hate to think how many like minutes or hours that we've sunk into <laughs> talking about Avatar. Um, too I many. I didn't even like it that much. 
Um, but Stephen, keep us posted. That's what I'd say. Let's have yeah. regular updates. Or um, use your camera phone from your uncle. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> a weekly uh, segment of the show from Stephen Avatar Robinson's uncle. Update. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Avatar Watch. Do it. Every week. Keep them coming, buddy. Okay. Um, Eugene Johnson writes in, and he says. Um, He's rec- he lives in the US and has recently discovered on Netflix Midsummer Murders. <laughs> is it popular in the UK? <laughs> yes. Is it? But not is it popular money. in the UK? Yeah, it's big. You bet your ass it is. Um, um, this is big, um, but it tends to be your mum that watches it rather than right. anyone of <laughs> our generation. I've never seen that. I've never seen it. Is, like, isn't it John, is it John Nettles? It is John Nettles of Bergerac. You'll be Bergerac to me. He's also the voice of the Trafford Centre. <laughs> Not like the traffic center is alive, <laughs> but like when you're going, hello. Um, he does all the announcements in the traffic center. There you go. Again, I'm sure Eugene's loving that fact. Um, just, it was just such a random thing to send us, but are you enjoying yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, he didn't say if he liked yeah, it, if he's enjoying I just, it. I suppose it's, I mean, I imagine it plays quite well to an American audience. Being, yeah, it's, it's quite quaint, England. isn't it? Yeah. England, yeah. Yeah. So he also finishes with a question. What are your favorite football teams? And who do you think will win the EPL, Premier League, and the Champions League? He sports Bayern from the Champions League, mm. from Bundesliga. Who are, who are our teams? Go on, you start, Dan. Um, my team is Blackburn Rovers, because that's where I grew up. And yeah, I went to Rovers for 10 years. I saw Alan Shearer win the Premier League with us in 94, 95. That's about it. Uh, I spot Arsenal because I'm a glory boy. Mm. Oh, he did it before I got in there. <laughs> exactly. He did it before I had a chance. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, I support Crystal Palace because I'm from the same area. Glory boy. I'm from the same area as Alex, and so I support my local team. <laughs> and you're, <laughs> but, better, you're a better, happier person for it, aren't you? <laughs> but having said that, I do hope that Arsenal win the league this year. I don't think they will. Mm. Um, I'd like Arsenal to win. It's going to be tough. It'll be Chelsea or Man City, won't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. I think it'll be Chelsea. And then the pretty ask for the Champions League. I don't know. Well, I don't think it's going to be. A, it's not going to be a British team. It won't be a British team. Uh, I'm not sure of it. Bayern, Bayern good again. shout. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, email from Richard who says, uh, I recently traded in a load of games at the High Street Store game and racked up £110 worth of credit. Uh, not much coming out for PS4, it's burning a hole in his pocket. So he decided to, uh, on a few Vita games that he wanted to get. Persona 4 and then Ronpa. But they don't stock them. Worse, they can't even order them in, which I find crazy. Because um, one of the game's big things is, I can't remember what they call it, but you can, the idea was it's like a, a limitless aisle. You can have any game, if it's out, they will do their best to get it for you. Anyway, so you can't get it. Um, so then he wanted to get Nino Cooney and 999, and again, same problem. So he's asking, do we think games should be able to get these for him? Well, he's, what he's saying is what you could do is use that money to buy PlayStation Network vouchers and then get the digital downloads. Right, okay. But it's more expensive. And he just feels a bit like, well, I traded all my games in with you in the first mm-hmm. place and you offer a service where you're supposed to get me yeah. any game, but you're not, and the only way to do it is to spend more money via PlayStation Network. Look, I just think there are some good games coming out for PS4. You could get a copy of Infamous. That's supposed to be quite good. But I think you should be able to get the games that you want. I know that, but I don't work for game. There's nothing I can do about it. Sorry, out, Alex. You're getting that other guy a copy of um, MLB from All the States. All right, I'm going to phone up game and I'm going to I'm going to get them to stop these. I'm not. I can't. Okay. okay. Uh, before I read this email, I'd just like to, you guys to remember the fact that the readers are our friends. Okay. They're good people. We shouldn't mock them or laugh yeah. at them. I would oh, never even dream about uh, it. Dan wouldn't. Alex would. Um, this is from Justin Wong. He says, Dear podcast team, I'm going to find this hard to read this one out. Uh, Last week, you guys touched upon films in the cinema you walked out on, one of these being Valentine's Day. And that's true, uh, Luke walked out Valentine's Day because he hated it so much. Right. 
Um, even though I appreciate that it was Luke's entitled, even though I appreciate it was Luke's entitled opinion, I feel it is my duty as a Swifty, aka a Taylor Swift fan, in case you didn't know, to express my disapproval at this comment. I might be a little biased, but I believe it was a good film, and Taylor Squared, which is Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner, were good together in it. In the film and in real life. Chris, I mean, Chris, Taylor Chris, Square? Chris, I'm understanding very little of the words you're using. <laughs> also, I can't wait for The Giver to be released where Taylor has a little role. Shall we get Luke? Sure. <laughs> Thanks for the podcast and have a great time, Justin Wong. <laughs> the problem is, Justin, you're completely Wong. <laughs> I just don't believe that. I don't know. Um, well, I don't think any of us here are Swifties, which makes this harder to all Taylor Squared fans. If, if there was a lineup of <laughs> Is Taylor Swift a woman? Yes. If there's a lineup of women, I wouldn't be able to pick her out. Yeah, so well, I'm, well. I'm the complete opposite of a Swifty. I'm a. Mm. You're, you're anti Swift. A longy? You're Swiftless. You're slow. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, <laughs> or is this word association now? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, apologies, Justin. Okay. Um, and, yeah. I'm pleased he enjoyed the film. Yeah. Yeah. And that was. Is, is it going to. Are you going to visit the film now? No, Next I can't remember right, what it was called. Okay. <laughs> Valentine's I don't Day. know what the film is called. I don't know who Taylor Swift is. I, uh, what kind of film? So it's a, it's a uh, romantic ro- comedy. I don't like rom-coms. Mm. I'm definitely not going to check that film out. But okay. I love the fact that he likes it. I think you've gotten off him very lightly, Justin. Okay. But thank you for the email. Yes. Uh, Michael Berry writes in saying that um, he and his wife recently watched all of Sherlock within a week. And he was wondering why people don't seem to get on with season three as much as the others. And he's asking if our opinions of the show have changed since it finished. I, uh, I would say you three. should read Daniel Kruper's reviews and then you'll know. Yeah, and we did, we, we, we did a couple of videos as we well did, discussing yeah. the highs and lows yeah. of series three. I don't uh, think it was... We weren't anti it. It's just it was at that particular point at the end of episode two when we didn't know what was happening in episode three that it was just like, this doesn't make any sense. And I think as a season, it kind of hangs together relatively well. And I think I'm just not sure you need to spend an entire episode in the middle building up to that point. It was it was two slightly weak episodes and a very strong episode. Yeah, and um, comparatively, I think you you massively caveated with saying that Sherlock is so good. Anything that's slightly off the boil is kind of it looks worse by comparison. Yeah, Yeah. our expectations our expectations are very high. High caliber. Yep, and um, yeah, we. I think we're all in agreement that last episode of series three was great. Yeah. Knockout. If not the best one they've done. Okay. So, out this week. So, we've got a few games coming out. At last! First up, Castlevania Laws of Shadow is out. Now, uh, we've spoken quite a lot about this. We we all kind of had high expectations, unfortunately. I've heard good things in um, the build-up to it, but it seems like the final product, taken in its entirety, doesn't quite hold together. So, we gave it a 6.5 and... uh, A lot of the reviews out there, a lot of people actually liking things in it. Good ideas. Like... It, it sounds like such like faint praise to say yeah. it's well intentioned, yeah. but that came up again and again in lots of people's reviews that it likes what it's trying to do. Yeah. It likes a lot of the things it's, it does and it does well, yeah. but overall, it's, it doesn't hold together. So similar themes actually for Thief, which is also out this yeah. uh, week. Uh, scored a six point eight on IGN. Uh, again, expectations really high because that is a uh, franchise that's got a long history. But again. Some good ideas, but it doesn't really hang together that well. Also, as a game. It's also kind of been deposed by its spiritual successor in Dishonored. Yes. A lot of people yeah. comparing it, and that's a game that was inspired by Thief, but coming after it, it looks a little bit lame in comparison. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, on a more positive note, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare is out, and that's called a 7.8. So, that t- kind of takes 
or you know, Plants vs Zombies. Mm, where it's work. Uh, it's that, but it's kind of like a, a third-person shooter. And I don't know, I haven't actually played it wow. that no, much apart from Gamescom, but it in, looks really, really yeah, good. I want to play it in the office. Like a co-op shooter. I haven't got that yet. That's interesting. Yeah. What about movies? Movies. We've got two big-ish movies out this week. Um, Non-Stop is out, the new, the latest Liam Neeson actioner, because we seem to get one every six months now. Yeah, that's what he does now. Um, it's taken on a plane, as far as I know. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Our review went live. Um, I found his daughter on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> review went live. Where is she? She's in the loop. No, that was Jodie Foster, flight plan. Flight plan. Trying yeah. to find your daughter yeah. on the plane. That was the plot of the movie. <laughs> the daughter disappears. Wow. Um, 7.1 from IGN, and the word I took out of the review was effective. <laughs> Apparently it's effective. Um, and what does the that other, mean? Uh, <laughs> the, other, uh, the other movie coming out this week is Ride Along. Well, it's a non-stop ride along of movies this week, isn't it? <laughs> Um, um, <laughs> that's a comedy starring Ice Cube and Kevin, what's he called? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. That sounds like a winner. <laughs> um, it's made a fortune in the States. Um, we gave it 6.2 and said it was haphazardly executed, <laughs> which I find, like a, I find to be a funny phrase. It's not quite effective, is it? <laughs> um, I saw it uh, this week. I thought it was quite funny. Is it haphazardly executed? <laughs> it took about an hour for me to laugh, but then the last half hour I laughed quite a lot. Quite like, there was quite a long finale. <laughs> Do you want to tell about the scene you were telling me Alex about? <laughs> well, I think it's Call of Duty. Um, there's a lot of Call of Duty banter in that movie. You said this is the classic scene with the big gun. Oh yeah, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've really gone out on a limb with this one. And... Fact, we're all laughing about it, we haven't seen it, we're laughing about it. Uh, spoiler alert, there's a scene where Kevin Hart goes to a gun range and they give him a gun, he says, no, I want a bigger gun, they give him a bigger gun, and then he says, no, I want a bigger gun, and he gets a bigger gun. And then you'll never guess what happens when he fires it. Blows him back into the wall. Never seen that joke before Absolutely on screen. Classic. But we're still laughing at it. We haven't even seen it. We laugh at the fact that it's such a cliche. I mean, I think that happened in every single Police Academy movie. Um, Stop or my mum will shoot. It definitely happened in. I, I, I can reel him off. Yeah. I'm you sure Harold Ramis did it once. We need to do this super good of all yeah. the scenes. The first minute is <laughs> just getting the big gun. So if, you like, anymore. if you like that joke, go and see Ride Along. Yeah. Oh, well, he obviously does. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I just want to see that clip. And on that we'll buy on DVD and tell me what scene it is. So I think we've agreed that's it for the IGN UK podcast. I this think week. we have agreed. Yes. How do people get in touch? Um, they can contact us anytime on Twitter at Tilly Tweets, at AlexIGN UK, yep. at Krupa, or IGN UK, underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. That very, very catchy email address. I'm going go, to go away, sit in the dark room, and think about him firing that gun. Yeah. Um, see you later. That's it for this week's yeah, podcast. Cheerio. See you later. Bye bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.